No, I feel like I know the difference between the voice of an eight-year-old excited child and a 40-year-old woman who is, has like one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> I also thought you knew the difference between an Indian and a Hispanic, so. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> that's, that's hurtful. It's true, but it's hurtful. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Javier Ortiz. What is up, ma? Nerds. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. Sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content updates. Pick up some merch, support us, and interact with us as well. The question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie, to help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was released in theaters November 19th, 2021. It was written and directed by Jason Reitman. It stars McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, Logan Kim, Carrie Coon, and Paul Rudd. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, go check out our spoiler-free review on YouTube. You can find a link for that down in our show notes. We'll let you know if you should go see this or not. If you haven't already, if you're okay and you've seen it or you're okay with spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's deep dive, guys. I was so pleasantly surprised with this movie. Found myself very skeptical at first. It starts off like, you know, any good movie, a little slow. You got to get into it, but it actually picked up pretty quick. Like they got into this thing pretty fast. Like the whole intro scene was kind of interesting. Made me miss Harold Ramis real quick. I was like, Oh, they can't show his face. Cause he's not actually alive anymore. That's so sad. But then, you know, you jump and you're introduced to this new set of characters, especially the family, this little trio of misfits and just snarky sons of bitches. And I loved them. Like, I fell in love with this little fan. I was like, I want to go hang out with these three <laughs> characters because they're funny as fuck. <laughs> I had a good time with those, with, with this little family. Dude, they took their misfortune in stride yeah. with yeah. great attitudes. Because right off the bat, they're like getting evicted. And she just drops a bomb on her kids like, oh, yeah, we're moving to the shithole of a town. And they're just like, well, all right. Like, I guess I'll just go get a job so I can go flirt with a girl. Like, good for you guys. Because I feel like I wouldn't have gone down without a fight. Yeah. I like how Trevor, the kid, he, all he says is like, you know, we had lives back there. The mom's like, well, I did too. No, you did. No, you don't. Yeah, you live for us. Once you became a mom, that, that life was gone. Yeah, oh, that too okay. was funny. Jay's point I was kind of picks up pretty quick. One thing I loved about this movie is I don't feel there's a lot of fat that needs to be trimmed. Like I feel like they were very quick in jumping to the next thing. It was smooth transition. It wasn't jumping or cutting, but it felt like everything had a purpose. Because once one scene ended, the other one picked up really quick and then it kept you invested in the movie the entire time. And you don't get bored or even I didn't even realize how long it ran for. It wasn't too long, was it? two hours and a couple of minutes. It's, this is the shortest two hour movie I've watched in a long time. Like that's what it felt like. You know what I mean? Cause it just was going. 
from jump. You jump right into some interesting stuff and then you meet this family that is hilarious. So, yeah, I, I did notice that they were taking a long time to get to the actual battling of ghosts, mm-hmm. but I like didn't mind the dialogue was great. So I'm like, give me more. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, like right out the gate, these guys, she gets evicted and her landlord, like she's telling him, I'm going to go get this money. My dad <laughs> just died. And he's like, okay, I'll wait till you leave. And then I'll lock <laughs> the locks. Like, <laughs> like, Sounds a lot like my dad. Oh yeah. Did your dad abandon your family and then move to a farm in the middle of nowhere? No. <laughs> <laughs> she must be tough to like interact with. <laughs> yeah. She was great. Her life was a dumpster fire. Yeah. I love dumpster yeah. fires. Well, I should see my apartment. <laughs> yeah. The snark and the gist sarcasm throughout this movie like when she's not a single bar yeah that's what they're driving through not a single there better be a bar (laughs) okay i'm sorry go ahead i was getting ready to talk about that exact same line Uh, that was that was the moment like there was some funny shit like getting us into it but that was the moment that i knew that i was gonna love this movie because it was just the double entendre like where they're talking about one thing and and she talks about a completely different thing. I was like, I love this movie already. But yeah, like this whole, there better be at least one bar. <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't tell us we, you inherited a murder house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, that kid did really well. I was skeptical. I'm always skeptical of actors who come out of their thing, like Stranger Things. Yeah, and try to do something else because, like, with any of the Harry Potter actors, it just didn't work, uh, right? So, yeah. I was happy to see him do really well in this role, even though it's almost exactly the same role that he plays in Stranger Things. But you know, like baby sure. steps, it's fine. Yeah, well, and he's done that a couple of times. Like, he's actually been in a lot of things, but like he did the It movies, and he did oh, really well in those. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't have seen. That. <laughs> He did extremely well in those, but again, he plays, he just plays a different, slightly different version of his character from Stranger Things, Mike. So, hey, it's okay if you've got one thing, right? There's plenty of actors who've got one thing. Yes. I just feel like being a snarky teenager is only going to pay dividends for a couple more years. (laughs) Then you got to figure something else out. Yeah. At some point, (laughs) that shit's going to catch up with you. But he did, I, I knew what to expect with Finn Wolfhard, right? And you, you mm-hmm. see the clips and he's going to be in this and you're like, okay, he's a great addition. He'll be funny. And the one I could not for the life of me think of what she was in, but the main girl, Phoebe, played by McKenna Grace, she was in Gifted with uh, Captain America, Chris, whatever, and great movie i could not figure out what the hell she was from but that yeah she was in that and that is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen that go check that out it's called gifted really really heavy movie but very great story she was also the haunting of hill house oh what she was young theo so uh, oh shut up girl yeah good for her yeah she did great in fact uh this isn't her, you know, this is more of a talk to wardrobe than it is to her acting. But most of her outfits, I was like, I'd wear that. I like those sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like the shorts. 
their overalls. Okay, <laughs> so not yeah, you not might the, even pay to see you in that. <laughs> not not the geologist like parachute pants that are cut off at the thighs. Not those. <laughs> oh, confession! I'm an '80s, late '80s, early '90s kid, and I wore overall shorts. Yeah, what happened in the Dude. '80s? Are you guys okay? Yeah. Nothing good except the music and some movies. That was about it. I guess I can't really talk about the the 90s where we just wore like gel shoes and denim. And <laughs> junkos. <laughs> so um, how old do you guys think, like within the movie, does it ever say how old Phoebe is? Or what would you guess? They say she's 12. There's Can one line where he somebody says you're 12. I think it was podcast says you're 12 podcast oh, they were gotcha. why did they call you podcast i call myself podcast because of my podcast <laughs> that was the best character that was, was my favorite say, i was about to say so since we're talking about the cast we have to talk about logan kim because that little bastard stole this movie like oh, yeah. hilarious i died is that what else is that kid in like so he was in a tv miniseries called home movie the princess bride Oh, okay. Never heard of. No. But other than that, this was like his first anything. Dude, amazing. I don't know where they found this kid. Yeah. Brilliant. They need to hire him in every movie (laughs) because this kid was hilarious. I think Mr. Corbett is trying to bone your mom. (laughs) 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 She says, she's just like, yeah. That doesn't upset you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't express emotions the same way as other people. Inside, I am dying. Yeah, inside, I feel like I'm going to vomit. <laughs> and his face, like, not to skip too far, but his face when he figures out that the little meter thing turns into, like, a taser and he starts sapping oh. the mini marshmallow. Oh, yeah. like, his face, when he realizes, he's like, oh, fuck, it's on. And then the reaction from the marshmallows is to scream and run. <laughs> they're just exploding all over the car giggling like a villain oh it was dude crazy. speaking of those marshmallows the introduction to them in that walmart was like disturbing oh <laughs> yeah when they're coming to life and they like turn on that barbecue range and they're like turning each other to s'mores or blending each other up the one where it's trying to walk across the grill grate and it's just like <laughs> melting as it goes. And, oh, what and they the use the little, the little cooker torch to like melt the chocolate over yeah. top. It's like, just laying yeah. there smiling the, as it forms around it. It's like Jesus. In the blender. Yeah, the, the blender. blender. I was like expecting it to get torn up right away and they got him flying like in one of those parachute tunnels and then it just goes wrong and you see marshmallow just splatter everywhere oh, well, a smiley face in the splatter as like <laughs> it was great and paul rudd oh, man. man he paul rudd's paul rudd but he was very likable in this movie as just this weird geologist that obviously came and took this job that he hates just because of these earthquakes that was a good casting choice because it's not yeah. he's probably not the most expensive right like He's not Robert Downey Jr. or, you know, any of those other bullshit actors. <laughs> but he fit like what they were doing in this movie really, really well. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He plays a, a lot of fun. A summer teacher very well. Just pulls that video right out. And Cujo. Imagine Beethoven if he just started mauling a bunch of people. <laughs> Eating small animals and attacking children. Why? Did, why was Phoebe in summer school? I don't know. Like, I thought summer school is a punishment for delinquents. Yeah. Oh, actually, she kind of mentions that. Yeah. But I think it, it might be just because she wants to be there. She didn't want to be there, though. She made that like she abundantly clear. It's true. I, yeah, I don't know. That is the one thing. So if we're going to throw some critiques out, which we should, there were some things that like, just weren't explained and it's not that they were needed to be but they do leave you with questions like mm-hmm. but the rest of it's so good that i just didn't care i but, mean i didn't care about this either i just found it funny that the one genius in the movie goes to summer school for one day never yeah. goes back yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, well, there was a second day because the second day he showed what movie he was showing oh, Chucky. 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 Okay. Chucky. Chucky. goes for two days never goes back yeah <laughs> And more, it, it's so funny because it's all about moving the plot forward, right? Because that's where all the maps are. And so, like, they're there, but the discussions happen around Ghostbusters and figuring out their history. So, Paul Rudd, like, that was the good. What a great replica. He's <laughs> 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 like, do you want to open it? And then it just cuts to a scene of them hooking up jumper cables to it. I'm like, what the fuck? From what? a school bus. They're out in the school bus lot with the, the jumper cables hooked to the school bus. Which and I don't know if this is legit, but can you really jump a school bus from just like the, like behind the grate, the grill? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, so like school bus, the front of the school bus opens up and pulls forward. And then, like, the, the motor's there. Yeah. And they just had, like, this little, like, yeah, thing. The, the flat school buses, like, you just open up the grate and it's there. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Why usually, doesn't my car do that? If you're jumping a bus, you usually have – there's two batteries, so you usually have to have a couple of cars there. Ah, but if you're using a bus to jump yeah. something else, oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, worst idea ever because they're oh, yeah. like they're like – we haven't seen a ghost in 30 years. And then Paul Rudd is just like, there's a ghost in here. We should open it. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Dumbass. It just happens to be like either the gatekeeper or the key master. Like, it's like one of the like big dog yeah. ghosts. Like, this is no joke that comes out of there. But there's one of my other things that I was like, so we get this point where they show up in this house and Spanglish ghost you realize really quickly because he, they have him die early on in the movie at the very beginning, but his ghost is showing Phoebe all these things. And I'm like, why would he show her where the trap is? If you keep whatever, either the key master or the, whichever, the other one, one of the dogs, whatever dog you have captured, if you keep it in the box, none of this breaks out. Right. Like I was like, why would he show her? Because come on, let's be honest. We're all gonna open the goddamn box. Like, of there's- course, we're opening the box. <laughs> this is, was, yeah, yeah, this is on Spangler. This isn't on her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not Grandpa Egon. Why the hell would you show her where to find that box? Because right out the gate, first thing he shows her, he spins the chair and shows her, pulls the chair out, 
so she could see the puzzle box in the floor, the slide puzzle on the floor. And I'm like, why did you give her that? Gozer can't get out if you don't open that box. That's but, a good point. It would have made more sense if she found it, yeah. right? Because she found the little um, detector thing in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that was my only, I was like, that's, it just doesn't make sense for, especially because it showed at the beginning Egon trying to use his big farm trap to catch the dog. Mm-hmm. A knock on him because I would test that trap before I put my life. Uh, I would test that trap a hundred times before I pulled it. I mean, here's the problem with that. Everybody thinks you're a fucking weirdo as it is. And it's not like that wasn't a fireworks show when he starts triggering that shit. So, I mean, you kind of got to. He clearly didn't care yeah, what other fair. people thought of him. I mean, I'm just saying, you've no, got I, this chick who's like, I'm a scientist and doesn't test shit for the whole movie. Not I, one I, hypothesis comes from this girl. Science I is mean, my ass. Well, but. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Paul Rudd had his theory that there was a ghost in a box or yeah. hypothesis, and he proved that one true. So yeah. science is reckless. Science. science is rock and roll. Dude, man, is the. What did he say? The like nipple oh, ring and singer. <laughs> yeah, that shit was great. Dude, he has another like science rant about how awesome science is. And some chick in the office is like, yes, uh-huh, yeah, science. And I was like, shut up, lady. We're not talking about whatever bullshit vaccine you think we're talking about, okay? <laughs> I'm watching Ghostbusters. You get out here with all your... I'm pro science bullshit. When you have, you probably haven't read a single scientific journal. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, you make me laugh because this woman, woman, quote unquote, woman you're making fun of was like an eight year old child. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, the oh. one in the theater that when he was like, science. And she's like, yeah. She was really? like, really? No, I'm pretty sure it was the same lady who was gasping. Yeah. Well, because there, yeah. there, yeah. there was a little girl that was all excited about science. Because when she was leaving the theater, too, she goes, I'm a scientist. No, I feel like I know the difference between the voice of an eight-year-old excited child and a 40-year-old woman who is, has, like, one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> I also thought you knew the difference between an Indian and a Hispanic, so. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> that's, that's hurtful. It's true, but it's hurtful. <laughs> Anyway, no, yeah, but yeah, we had, we had a very loud crowd that we were. Maybe I'm just annoyed at that lady because that was the gasping lady. Yeah. That was, yeah, dude, that gasping lady. lady was irritating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to gasp back when they showed like the final Ghostbuster. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, I laughed so hard at your ass. I was like, oh my God. That was yeah. uncool of me, but I had to. And yeah, I beat her to the punch, too. And they showed Harold Ramis' ghost. You're just like, <gasps> what? <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> it was yeah, funny as shit. I'm not above stupid to people's levels. Oh, I know. But yeah, that, that moment that moment when they open it and then they're driving back and the window's busted out of his car. He's like, he's like we got to go. They're like, you're a teacher. Yeah, and I'm liable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I feel like this movie really found its voice in minute 46. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, dude, what the greatest line 
in this whole movie. Because, and I seriously lost it because, like, and it was funny no matter what, but as podcasters, like, that shit, man, when he's Dan Aykroyd, like, the movie's all over, he's all covered in fucking marshmallow because he's been zapping the little stay puffs. And Dan Aykroyd's like, the SW or the STW, that's you? You're my one subscriber. You're my subscriber. Not like not even one because he doesn't have to specify the yeah, number of true. his subscribers. You're, You're my, my subscriber. I was like, wow, I get that. Like, I, I feel that. Real. Yeah, on a spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> Shout out to really- Alex. That's Alex, like podcast fan cameo right there. Yeah, our subscriber, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, our Dan Aykroyd. I love it. Well, and I was so disappointed in podcasts too. Cause like when Phoebe's like, I want to listen to your podcast. And he's like, really? And he hands her like immediately hands her this USB. Drive. I was like, I was like, dude, you don't give away those episodes. You get, you tell her where to listen. Like, you yeah, can't. bud, you gotta, you gotta get a hosting agent. You gotta like, get in the cloud, buddy. Like, you don't get credit for those listens, dude. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? I wonder why you only have one subscriber. <laughs> when, uh, Phoebe says she wants to listen to the podcast. He's like, really? Yeah. I feel like we're still at that level. <laughs> I'm proud of him for being so willing to admit that he has a podcast. Yeah. People are like, what do you do with your free time? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. Nah, nothing. I mean, like, I have like a small podcast, but it's like, it's like stupid. It's like not even worth listening to, you know? I don't know. I'm so much like podcasted. Like I'm thinking about Jack in his name and just call myself podcast from here on out. What's your name? Podcast. <laughs> Why do people call you podcast? I call myself podcast <laughs> because of my podcast. Of That's my podcast. branding right there. Yeah. <laughs> I am. What's our verdict? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, just legally changed my name. Yeah, I like, I even like his little microphone it has a sheath, or like a holster. Yeah. And now that he pulls out randomly. When he's got a mixer board, oh. I was trying to figure out how he was doing that, but he's got this mixer board stuffed in his little side pouch too. <laughs> I was like, those things are heavy. Like not to mention you need a power source to run that. Where's the, like, <laughs> the I'll just run on batteries. I think I'm my also, favorite was his little camera headset. With the Polaroids that he makes. <laughs> he starts shaking it. I mean, they just appear in one scene. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Takes a picture and then it's just a good five seconds of him shaking the Polaroid. <laughs> and I'm like, I died. He's just looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh. Oh, great Amazing. fun. Even like, I love that he's the first person I guess he's not the first person. No, he is the first person to like laugh at one of Phoebe's jokes. Oh, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd was yeah. like, it's terrible. I loved it. Yeah. But podcast is the only one to laugh at it when he's like, just shoves the microphone in her face. He's like, all right, introduce yourself and tell me what you had for breakfast. She's like, uh, Phoebe, toast. He's like, oof. Uh, try telling me a joke. <laughs> oh, her jokes were so funny. Like I was look I looked forward to every time she started telling a joke. Oh yeah, they landed way better than Dwayne the Rock. Oh man. <laughs> that shit was great. That's what I was thinking about too. Yeah. What do you call a dead polar bear? 
You can call whatever you want. It's dead. It's not going to hear you. <laughs> the best one, though, was the one to Gozer. Like, what's the difference between, or what? It, what's the same, or what, it, you know, between a hamster and a, oh, what was it? And a cigarette. cigarette. No, that's when they're lowering down into the shaft. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The well one, two wells in a bar, and one says, <laughs> the other one says, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I love that scene. I'm like, how does Gozer react to this? Because yeah. this is comedy gold. <laughs> and she reacts exactly the way she was supposed to react. So oh, yeah. I feel like I'm familiar with that feeling in D&D, Javier. Where Javier just goes off and starts saying random crazy stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. I'm Gozer in this scenario. Uh, I think you figured out how to react to it last time where you just tried to kill me. So that was my least favorite reaction. (laughs) And literally exactly like Gozer. Did you bring yourself for sacrifice? Did you prepare to die? Oh, man. Let's oh, with when they finally so they got the the ghost mobile going, which yeah. I didn't know it was a Cadillac. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun fact. And they've got the little photon blaster working right. And they're chasing the definitely a class five free floating metal mo- muncher, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That whole chase scene was, first of all, amazing. But the fact that they get arrested, thrown into jail, and then um, Trevor is like downloading with Phoebe and podcast about what happened up on the mountain. And he turns the podcast. He's like, are you even paying attention? He's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just really excited we're in jail right now. <laughs> 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 just this this unbreakable spirit of every character in this movie oh, yeah. amazing we're podcast parents <laughs> I had about to ask like, this kid just live in like a box in the Is corner of the street? homeless <laughs> who's responsible for this little Asian child in the middle of Ohio it's now in jail Oklahoma and it's now in jail oh god well and I love that like the cop treats them like full-blown murderers like yeah because what else happens in somerville oklahoma yeah exactly and i just love how serious he was and they're funny they're like the mom comes in just railing on him their kids and blah. it's again they also destroyed half the town like <laughs> dude phoebe pulled a freaking weapon on a cop i was like good for you yeah yeah well, he just stood there and stared at her like do you want to go back into jail? You want to stay night in my jail? I'm like, dude, do you realize what she's holding? You just watched her trash your entire town. Yeah, dude, that thing melted like a what? What even? What, what were they shooting at originally? Like some like wagon wheel or something? Like yeah, like jars and shit. Like that was funny too. Podcast <laughs> like you didn't even hit it. You like destroyed it. <laughs> All right, my turn. Give me the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably nothing. Give me the gun. Probably give me the gun. <laughs> well, as I say, speaking of Muncher, like that's one way that you know that this movie was all in for people because there's so many cameos in this movie outside of the original cast, obviously. But like mm-hmm. you got Olivia Wilde playing Gozer, you got Josh Gad playing Muncher, this new version of Slimer, and then J.K. Simmons playing some 
random old dude that ended up being the guy that built this temple in Oklahoma and the building in New York city, which is a great callback. Cause they talk about in, in ghostbusters, the guy that built this building in New York and oh. how that was a big deal because of the material that he used it being a huge conductor. So it was a great callback, but then just JK Simmons, he's just this body laying in this temple. Then all of a sudden, like he wakes up at the end and it's JK Simmons and he gets ripped in half. I was like, you just got J.K. Simmons for like two seconds. And yeah. It was beautiful. I loved that. I was like, I love J.K. Simmons. And then he gets ripped in half. I'm like, I guess not that much. So <laughs> moving on. Is that new? Because I hate it. <laughs> Is that new? Because I hate it. <laughs> oh, I have not stopped repeating that line since we've seen that movie. What a great line. Good old, good old Kumail Nanjiani. He's funny. Yeah, I was really impressed with all the the random people, the the famous people you just see pop into this movie. So this was a hundred percent a passion project for like J.K. Simmons and Josh Gad, right? Like for sure. Yeah, I mean Josh Gad is notoriously a giant nerd, so it wasn't surprising to find out that he was part of that. But I was really surprised by like when Olivia Wilde popped up, when Gozer pops out, and I was like, holy shit, that looks like Olivia Wilde. Even in Dude. all that crazy makeup and shit, because I love Olivia Wilde and she's funny as hell, funnier good, than you'd think. But good for you for noticing that, dude. Because I did not. Yeah, I did not notice Olivia Wilde behind all that. But I haven't seen her in a long time. I don't. I feel like I haven't seen her in anything recently. She's one. Of, she's like you know that list that you have with your significant other, wife, husband, partner, whatever. Like <laughs> the freebie, famous freebies. Olivia Wilde is your freebie. She's one of them. Like top five freebies. Top five? Yeah, she's mm, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I yeah, okay. I like Olivia Wilde a lot. Anyway, that this podcast just got weird. Yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> I'm just saying, so yeah. Even as Gozer, I immediately was like, that looks like Olivia Wilde. Yeah, JJ, you look like you're trying to get a little humpy. I am getting <laughs> <laughs> oh the lines in this movie never end like it's just <laughs> the awkward moment between paul rudd and the mom like at the end of the movie when he's like so i think before we turned into dogs uh <laughs> she's like yeah we did yeah. ah my feet hurt from galloping <laughs> so good uh, so that was good. definitely an interesting way to start off a sex scene though because <laughs> I, turned, I turned to JJ. I was like, still less weird than Clint Eastwood's <laughs> yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah. We'd rather watch two possessed people than Clint than Eastwood. And the rock magic. and Gal Gadot kiss ever again. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. watch that scene. Oh, oh, way I feel like you got to rate all those now. <laughs> It gives her a flower and she bites it. I'm like, how many shots did that take? <laughs> Seriously? Uh, uh, so doesn't good. he say, like, you have beautiful eyes or something like that? Does she respond with just jarbled nonsense? Or did she yeah. actually say something? Okay. No, like, I, there was a whole bunch concerned. of, like, weird-ass language that she said <laughs> that had... There were no words there, I don't think. Yeah. I didn't understand anything anyway. <laughs> It was odd. Uh, It was also still less awkward than Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver in the original one. 
Like oh, when, when he shows up at the high rise, he's like, I am the key master. <laughs> it's just, and then she immediately like trounces on him. It's like, that doesn't work. She's like, he, he only goes up to like her hip. Like how is that? But I love Rick Moranis. That, that was the only, uh, the only cameo like I wish was there that didn't happen. Like it's just Rick Moranis sitting. Like it would have been funny. Like they had it on the news in Oklahoma, all these ghosts. And you just see Rick Moranis go, Oh no. And like, <laughs> they go into like a safe room or something. The one line I remember from him was something like, like I used to have a roommate, but my mom moved out or something. <laughs> Uh, there were party when he's like walking around he's like oh guys please don't oh what are you oh come on what's happening like he's just so pissed because the party's going on such an awkward character yeah Um, weird i just love the dialogue in here because we keep calling them one-liners but they're like they fit so well into the conversation they're like witty retorts or just like even just talking to themselves, like when Phoebe is playing chess, right, with a ghost, and she moves the pawn, and then another chess piece moves, she's like, okay, this, so this is happening. It's just like <laughs> under her breath. Or when Paul Rudd is walking through Walmart, and he grabs red velvet ice cream, and then like blue velvet fudge, and he's like, blue velvet, what? <laughs> And then, like, his response to the ghost dog is to throw the ice cream at his face. <laughs> that was a good throw. <laughs> Perfect. I love that you see the freaking gatekeeper, the key master, whichever one, and he's just got his face buried in dog food, like, yeah. just munching away. So and he would have got, he would have been able to ride up on the Roomba. Yeah, <laughs> he would have gotten away if it weren't for the rumor riding state puff. They run over another marshmallow that smears across the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh um, so good. And I think that's what, for me, was the most enjoyable part of this movie at its core is how, and I mentioned this in the spoiler free, is how much they paid homage to the original film but didn't try to completely remake it. There's a lot of similarities. Obviously, Gozer and the the dogs are like the main villains and everything, but they did a good enough job separating these two movies that I didn't just go, oh, God, they're just remaking this. Okay, that's fun. No, it was like they're adding to the lore of Ghostbusters, and Mm -hmm. I just I thoroughly enjoyed how they did it. You didn't have a remake, because I kept waiting for it. Like, at the end when you have the original three pop up and Gozer's like, are you a God? And they all look at Dan Aykroyd, like, come on. Come on, Dan. <laughs> yeah. He's finally like, yes, yes, we are a God. <laughs> We're all God. We're pretty cool down here. We're pretty cool down. Dude. I also love the, you have to throw in who you're going to call. And I thought oh. they did it perfectly when they're in jail. And he's like, don't we get a phone call? And then she literally calls a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And I'm like, beautiful. That yeah. was magnifique. And the line, and she calls the number from the commercial. Yeah. Like, that's the, yeah. 
And I was surprised because I thought it was going to be Bill Murray that answers, but it's Dan Aykroyd. And he just goes on this diatribe for, and I'm like, yeah, it's Ray just losing his shit about how much he hates the other guy. I was like, as far as info dumps go, it's not the worst. No, it was a lot of fun. You know, and I think that's the other thing too, is that I I mentioned this in the spoiler free is the cameos from the original cast and like they're part of it. Those three that were there and even with, Harold Ramis's ghost at the end with that's all you have of them is these little pieces. It's not like they just completely bring them in and they take over the film. Right. And I loved that. I was worried about that. I thought, well, if they bring these guys in, you know, now it's their film again. And that's not what I wanted. So I was really happy that they left them as a very small part of the movie that added value and really made it enjoyable to have them there. Like their part was funny. I didn't remember this job being so painful. I did. And like, there was some great mm-hmm. lines coming out of those guys, but they still let it be Phoebe and Finn and Trevor's movie and podcast movie instead of them taking yeah. over. I like that they didn't come in and solve the problem, right? Like victory was still done by Phoebe and the mom and Trevor and podcast, you know, like, yep. So when they showed up, I was like, yay, like here comes the cavalry. And that wasn't the case, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I was surprised too, because I mentioned last episode that I was worried about Bill Murray fucking it all up. But yeah. He did good. They kept him yeah. pretty subtle. His lines were good. Like he was hitting on Gozer again. Yeah. Like giving her shit. Like we could have been a power couple. <laughs> While someone else shoots at him and she just swats it away. He's like, nah, well, it's worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and they give that moment where they the three of them come in and they cross the streams, and you're like, "Oh, here it goes! They're gonna save the day." And she like, is she uncrossing the streams? She was great. I was like, "Nice, they're not gonna save the day." Yeah, fun movie. It was a lot of fun. I, you know, there's a lot of things that I could give away, but I think the movie just does so much of it on its own, and it's one of those things where so much of the good parts of this movie is the dialogue, like we've mentioned, mm-hmm. and like the interaction of these characters that it's hard to sit and talk over and over and over about it. Like all the major points we've hit, but we, all we do is sit here and talk about the, you know, more of the dialogue and the funny comments. Cause it's, that's the best part of this movie is just these yeah. character interactions, which is really impressive to me because that's what was fun about the first one. And I mentioned last, when we talked last time, somebody was like, why did the, the remake not work? And I was like, cause it had no heart. There was no heart. It wasn't fun. I mean, it had funny moments because it was so over the top. They just got a bunch of comedians together and they're like, this is the same thing, right? Yeah. It wasn't. And you let them go and then you have, and it's sad that the best part about that movie was Chris Hemsworth playing a possessed person. Yeah. Gyrating on top of a building. Yeah. Like (laughs) that, when that's the best part of your movie, you did it wrong. Yeah. That's cheap humor. Yeah, not, and this movie had so much heart. It got back to that's why I'm glad it was Jason Reitman, the, the the son of the one of the guys that directed this. He knew what this movie was about, and he brings in people that know and love it. And it was about the characters again, and this relationship of this family and their friends directly, and then the, how that ties into these original characters that you can't help but love in the first movie. Like that's what made the movie was the interactions. These guys walking through the the library in New York trying to chase Slimer down, having this moment where they're freaked the fuck out because it's the, and then like the crazy lady at the push cart and 
like all these moments of this first movie that I remember because it was fun to watch these characters grow together and become the Ghostbusters and build that friendship. So to see that same thing again, where you have characters that you love and that's the heart of the movie, not chasing ghosts and being stupid and funny. Those, these movies are funny because of the characters. They're not funny because we brought in, you know, major comedians that on their own are inherently funny. We get to build something and the dialogue and the, the interactions in this movie are just fantastic. Like even the cop, like the cop was such a dick to these kids. Like, <laughs> like he hangs up the phone on the girl. Like, he just walks in and pushes the fucking. Time's receiver. up. Time's like up. she's a convict. <laughs> like, she's fucking 12. Like <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. He was a nice little uh, cameo too. What's that actor's name? I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of like bit parts, but he was like, I always remember him from the rock the movie the rock oh uh, the alcatraz the, movie yeah he was the sergeant or whatever yeah. um he's got a cool name i thought it was dave Chappelle for a second <laughs> he looked he has that similar look it'd be funny though if you'd be like these guys just destroyed the town <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would have been a much different delivery <laughs> yeah uh bokeem woodbine that's his name bokeem woodbine is that oh. actor and his daughter which we haven't talked about was Finn Wolfhard's character, Trevor's like love interest that the dude immediately gets out of the car, go gets a shitty job just to be close to this girl. <laughs> the, the, chef, the cooks are like, Oh, good job. That was super cute. You yeah. definitely have a shot with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, then every time we see him, interacting with her, yeah, every time we see him interacting with her from then on, he's doing like the worst. He's in the fucking walk-in freezer, freezing his ass off. <laughs> putting shit away he lifts up those rubber mats that you cook on he's like this is anybody clean this she's like not 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 me (laughs) so bad i was actually the least impressed with her and i don't think it was because of her acting i think it's just because they just didn't bother to develop that character further than a possible like love interest right so of all four of them all four of like the new ghostbusters i was not super impressed with her or just not I wasn't bought in with her, which I don't know if it's a critique because I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't try to like make me fall in love with everyone intensely. Yeah. You know, like they made some sacrifices and I was okay with that one. Sure. Well, and she had some moments like that were funny. Like she's playing, like she's in the jail with them and it turns out her dad's just a cop. And, yeah. You don't have any priors, right? You only yeah. go away for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> and her dad, the sheriff walks in, lucky, stop messing with my inmates. <laughs> inmates yeah he's such an asshole (laughs) guy wants to be a prison warden yeah well then they lock up they double lock up the fucking ghostbuster blaster podcast saves the day again seriously good thinking i'm like it's not stupid if it works yeah (laughs) or she like she's talking about the lock and he's like i believe in you she's like it's unpickable he's like that (laughs) his dialogue is just fantastic and the delivery that kid i can't wait to see him and other stuff man because he's he is funny yeah funny funny. dude that rc trap was awesome that thing where do i get where do i get an rc that can go 70 miles an hour that's awesome yeah well it like his driving 
was dope. Like he's got these like goggles on him. Like how can he even see? Yeah. And then like at the end, like they stop and they come to like this swerving stop, and the, like the RC cars swerves exactly the same yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I did laugh too because like all of a sudden they just know how to work this car. Like yeah. And where, how do they know that there was a trap door in the bottom for the RC car to drive out of? Yeah, yeah it just cranks it open. I was like, yeah, common knowledge. Yeah, oh. they just barely got in this car for the first time, and yeah. he just knows that shit's there. Yeah, they accidentally discover a gunner sh- seat, but yeah. trap door with a yeah, little, we about that one. little ramp, we know. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's got a gunner seat, it has to have a trap door. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But yeah, all those little things, and I think that speaks to how good this movie is, is there was nothing that happened that bothered me. Like, I would watch these things, and I'd have this moment of, how the hell did they know that was there? And in most movies, I'd be like, ooh, that rubs me the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. how do they just know that? And in this movie, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. That's fun. Whatever. But what's funny about that is I could have just had a throwaway line of like, I think this is a trap door. Crank. Yeah. Oh, right. Like it's a trap door. It is a trap. Like anything, anything to draw any attention to. I am discovering this for the first time. Yeah, but they but, didn't, and I'm okay with it. And maybe because they already did that with the gutter seat, where he like kicks it. Yeah. So if they did it twice, that might have been just like, okay, guys, we get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's cool shit in the car. I thought it would be funny. Like I was having a thought last night thinking about it. Like if he'd have been trying to throw it out the side door. And they had this yeah. moment like where it like bounces and rolls. Yeah. So he's like, get the other one. And then like he figures out that finds the ramp then, you know, oh, there's a trap door. I had that moment. But like that's uh, as yeah. odd as I gave it because I was just like, it didn't matter to me. I just wanted to see the RC car with the trap on it. Yeah. Driving down the road. And she's yeah. wrangling this muncher thing. That was funny when podcast throws out the trap the first time when they first see it and it's oh, like yeah. sideways and he has to reel it back in. <laughs> oh, nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> nuggets. But I love that the first thing he does is blow this like demon whistle, like thinking it's going to chase the ghost off and it just looks at him like, what? And then shoots like the nails and like the metal shit. Like, I love when they discover that in the house. And he blows in it and the mom walks in like, what is that? And he's like, it's a demon whistle. Can I keep it? She's like, yes, please. (laughs) Don't ever do that in my house. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite lines from the mom was when she drops Phoebe off for school. Don't be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Phoebe gives it back to her when she's going on the date with Paul. Don't be yourself. His name is Gary. (laughs) Goobers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I can rate it. Yeah. I got it out of my system. Yeah. Let's rate this thing. I'll start. Look, I had a lot of fun with this movie, more than I even imagined. And I went in with lower expectations, but I, I think somewhere deep inside is a huge Ghostbusters fan. Like the original Ghostbusters is, was one of my favorite childhood movies. Like I used to watch it all the time. And so. I had hope no matter how low my expectations were. And this movie completely exceeded my expectations, made me want to go and watch. And I held off watching. Like I was wanting, I'm going to go watch the original before we watch this. And then I was like, no, because if this movie sucks balls, I want to go back and watch the original after the fact. 
and to it, console yourself exactly to make myself <laughs> feel better about it but the beauty of this is at the end of this movie i wanted to go watch the original because i wanted to feel that same feeling that i felt watching this movie again like because i knew that i could go watch the original and get those same feelings and that same nostalgia and just fun and enjoyment out of watching either one so i'm really happy that they finally figured out getting another good ghostbusters movie out there yeah go see this movie it's a lot of fun i can't wait to watch it again casey had no desire to see it and i might force her to just because it's that fun and i want to watch it so it's not often that i'm that narcissistic and make her go watch a movie she doesn't want to watch for my sake but i might do it with this one because this movie's just fun um Wait, did I, you rate it i haven't yet oh okay i'm sitting here like i'm stalling because i'm having this inner debate like the nostalgia in me wants to give it a five but it's not a perfect movie like there are little things that don't make sense there are things that don't give any explanations but it's it's so damn close if I, so i'm not going to give it a five but i am going to give it a four and a half because I don't remember even Shang-Chi, which was a fantastic movie. And I had a great time with that. I didn't have as much fun as I did with this movie. Like I laughed my ass off this whole Javier and I were giggling the whole movie. Hmm. And normally I giggle sometimes at Javier giggling at shit. No, I was just laughing at this movie. Like it was that funny, that enjoyable. I left with adrenaline because I was just, I had a great time in this movie. So four and a half for me, I will watch this movie again as soon as possible and as many times as possible, I think, because I just had that much fun with it. So there it is for me. Uh, Ian. Yeah, I think we're going to have a common theme here of low expectations that were definitely exceeded because uh, I fall in that same category. And I, I was keeping them low because I, I didn't, I didn't want to set this movie up for being super good and, have it just let me down so but it was exact opposite and i kind of like i said in the spoiler free i wish more studios and movies that are trying to play that nostalgia factor would take notes on how ghostbusters afterlife did it because they got it right they leaned on a new story rather than just trying to recycle the old one um they had some elements that were very reminiscent of kind of the original movie, but they didn't overdo it either. Um, and you as the audience, like if I didn't see the Ghostbusters movie and I watched this, I think I would still enjoy it not having seen those original ones just because of the way that they bring the audience in and kind of coach them through these prior history in the Ghostbusters universe. So um, really enjoyed it. It's always a good movie when I come home and I want others to see it and I start kicking it out to others. So I'm going to say... Oh, I'm right between that four and 4.5, but I think I'll do a 4.5. It's been a long time since I've seen a good movie like this. So I'll stick with a 4.5 and I'll, I'll definitely watch this one again. I'm looking forward to it. Sweet. All right, Javier, bring us home. Yeah. I mean, it was surprisingly good, right? Like we didn't even talk about the fact that they, one of the biggest throwbacks to the original movie was the CGI that they decided to use oh, yeah, uh, yeah. on like the hellhounds and the, even the marshmallow thing. And even the random ghosts When the random ghosts are busting out. They bring back that zombie thing. Yeah. And they're just serving, serving coffee. So the dialogue was great. Like the casting, considering that all the major actors were like cameos or like supporting, supporting, 
<laughs> pieces. Like they were not main parts of this for the most part, with the exception of Paul Rudd, like, and, and maybe the kid from Stranger Things. Everyone else is like not that big. So considering that's the case, like the acting was great. The writing was wonderful. There are a couple of like little plot holes that we just, if it, this was a different movie, we would have crucified. But I'm kind of in between a four and a 4.5 as well. Because Ian's right. Like, it's been a while since we've seen a movie this well thought through and put together and executed. I'm going to give it a 4.5 too. Like, even if I just take it from entertainment value, I had a lot of fun for two hours. So that deserves a higher rating in my book. So yeah, 4.5. I definitely want to see this again. In fact, I'll probably go see it with Nicole. Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised. It was good. Go see it. Yeah. A lot of fun haven't been this excited about rewatching a movie in a long time. So that's cool. There it is. Four and a half. We haven't had a movie rated that high across the board in a good long time. Consistently. We've had some that are rated pretty high, but there was some all over the place, but it's because Matt's not here. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> You'd be like, it's too long. <laughs> Two and a half. It was okay. I didn't get it. Uh, well, his family <laughs> says he hates movies, so. <laughs> uh, we know he's not listening to this, so I can make fun of him. That's fair. <laughs> I love it. All right, so four and a half across the board for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go check out this movie, guys. It'll be worth it. It's a lot of fun. Next week, King Richard, Will Smith's new drama. We'll check that out, see how it is. Hopefully it's good. And, uh, yeah, that'll be next week. Make sure you go check us out at our website, whatsoverdict.com. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought of the reviews. Listen to our other episodes. Pick up some merch. We love that support from the for the podcast. Go leave us a review, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, either one. We always appreciate reviews and, and fun feedback, so go do that. Check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook page. We can interact there as well. We love to interact. Some great conversations I've had on Facebook a couple of times with some people that have commented on past episodes had a really good conversation about eternals with a guy from india on facebook it was a lot of fun um he made some good points so anyway yeah interact we love doing it and with that we appreciate you tuning in we'll catch you on the next one bye-bye now cinemagic out